Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode one of season two of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... COO Jeff Bell. Hi, everyone. Season two. It's yeah. exciting. We've got some new uh, equipment sitting in front of our face here, so hopefully we're not as uh, echoey. Um, that That's our hope anyway. We we noticed we were a little tin cannish before, but that was okay. It was our first season. So yeah. Uh, so we are in episode or episode one of season two, and this one's a little bit different in that rather than addressing a typical client or prospect question, uh, we're actually going to kind of dive into some maybe education that we find ourselves doing along the way throughout the course of the sales process or an engagement. And really around, that really revolves around the purpose of a website. Pete, I'll throw this one over to you. Um, why do clients typically come to us and want or or say they need a new website? Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, um, I'm not so sure that uh, a lot of people that come to us that want a website have a specific reason why they would want or need other than, you know, we haven't done anything to it for a while. It needs to have an update or something like that. But, you know, when I think about it, there's there's really a few different reasons why you would want a website. I mean, the first one, which we do get a lot, is I'm not getting any leads. I need a website so that I can generate some leads. So that's a, a reasonable uh, reason why you would want a website. Uh, another reason why someone might want a website is just so that they can tell their story and communicate who they are, what they do, and who they serve clearly on, on, the, on the site. And then maybe a third reason for a website might be to, to streamline some processes or streamline communication, you know, depending on uh, how you're going to be communicating back and forth with the target audience that you're trying to reach. So those are pretty much the three main purposes that I can think of of why uh, an organization would want a website. Right, right, and I think sometimes I've seen it in, in at least a few cases where maybe new leadership comes into the organization and then feels like they need to put their stamp on something, right? But then that can lead to lack of clarity uh, for, you know, okay, well, why are we redoing this? Um, you know, and certainly there can be something to say about updating the look and feel and giving this new modern uh, sleek appearance if, if it hasn't been redone in several years. But um, certainly, I think probably the number one thing coming out of this small discussion is is to really have a purpose, right? Because right. when you take your when you take that job either to us or to another agency or even to do it in house, it's important to know why you are redoing it. You know, and, and if that is to just get an updated look and feel, fine, but just know that that's, that's your definition of success at that point is just, hey, here's a new website, uh, we won. Right, you know? right. I know oftentimes it, I think it would be better if, if the owner, or the, the main decision maker at the company, when that new marketing director came in or the new CMO and said, we need to blow it up and start with a new website, if they would just ask, why? What, what do you what benefit do you uh, intend to receive from redoing this website? What are you seeing on your on the existing website right now 
that you don't feel is effective? You know, what's what's the big issue? Because, you know, as you know, Jeff, we talk about this a lot with clients. You don't always need to blow it up and start over from scratch. If the if your intention is you're coming in and you want to you, you're making a pitch to redo the website. What is the purpose? Is it to streamline that communication? Is it to generate more leads? Uh, because if it's to generate more leads, you might not need to create an entirely new website. You might be able to just create some landing pages and, and start to either drive some some campaigns towards it or, or start working on SEO on those individual landing pages, whatever it happens to be. But you don't necessarily have to blow it up just for the sake of doing it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. We're doing that more and more, uh, kind of working around the fringes and to, in kind of working our way in towards the core of the site rather than, you know, blowing the whole thing up. So I think that's a good point. Um, We've talked about having a purpose and knowing your purpose. Have, you know, some of the education that we've, we've been doing is really related to the, how the purpose has changed over the years. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about um, kind of the purpose websites used to serve versus Kind of at least our philosophy of what they should serve today. Sure, yeah. In the in the back in the golden days, back in uh, <laughs> you know 1999, when I first got involved, and was walking or going around and knocking on people's doors, seeing if they wanted a website. After I explained what it was, back in those days, the primary purpose of a website was to basically take the brochure that they had and any information about their organization and convert it into a digital format so that people could go online and read the same exact thing. Well, it was almost to claim your domain name also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone had, you know, people were buying branded domains and all that just to, so the, the brands would buy them back. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that. I mean, I remember. So, so and that was, I think it was a fair way to use it because people still had to imagine what this internet thing was going to do to their business and how it was going to impact it. So, so yeah, I would say probably for the first four or five years uh, of our existence, it was reasonable to be able to talk to people about, hey, let's get your story online. Let's take that brochure that you've got, turn it into a pretty you know digestible amount of content so people can follow your story. And then you fast forward to probably about 2004 or 2005, I can't necessarily remember the exact date that a blog was created uh, or the, 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 even the idea of a blog was created. But I do remember going into our office in Muskegon and Paul was there and, and I said, how are things going? Anything new? And he says, yeah, so-and-so reached out and they wanted us to do a blog. And I was like, a blog? What, what are you talking <laughs> I've never even heard this word before. What are you talking about? Are you trying to make me feel stupid? <laughs> and he laughed at me and he's like, no, I don't. I can't really make you feel stupid because you just are stupid. <laughs> and uh, he basically explained to me about how a blog was kind of a combination between a journal or whatever. And it was an online blog. So they called it a weblog and just shortened it to blog. But at that point, all of a sudden, we started to get this concept of engagement with content. Because the neat thing about blogs was, yeah, you can create content really easily as an organization without much effort or know-how, but it had this one little element that it introduced to it that was really fascinating, and it was the ability for people that were reading your content to be able to leave a comment and share their thoughts and, and basically have a dialogue going back and forth. So back then in 2004, 2005, whatever, whenever that was first invented, that was when all of a sudden as digital marketers, we started to think about, hey, engagement. How can we get people to engage with content, right? 
And then a couple of years later, um, social media was, was introduced. And so now really, when, when you look at a website, the purpose of a website is to create a living, breathing entity that can address and, and communicate back and forth with any prospective clients 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the purpose is shifted from just communicating information to actually putting you in a position to be able to carry on an ongoing dialogue, whether you're there or not, especially with the advent of artificial intelligence. So I think it's only going to get more and more intense as those experiences and as time goes on and, and technology catches up. But it's been a pretty fascinating journey over the last 18, 19 years. Yeah, it, it has. I mean, even looking back, you know, I can remember... Uh, my previous roles at other companies, we'd have we were excited when we would have fifty people a day mm -hmm. logging in, and you could kind of watch that. And then as as the technology got adopted and people were used to interacting with that, fairly steadily grew until we were you know thousands a day, which was which was pretty neat to to watch. Um, so yeah, I think really the. It, the web has evolved from a one-way communication platform into this, like you say, a living, breathing platform that drives engagement for the purpose of converting strangers to leads to customers, really. Um, it, essentially, if you've got a website out there and it's not working for you, you're simply not leveraging that asset as well as you could. Exactly. I mean, you think about like, um, as perfect as you and I are, you know, we don't have, <laughs> have many days where, where we have uh, big gaffes, but I might go into a meeting and be a little bit, in a, you know, in a bad mood or, or might be a little bit tired from the night before. And I go into that meeting and I leave and it was not as good as I wanted it to. The communication wasn't that great. You know, I missed some pieces. I forgot about some pieces. And when you think about that website that's done properly and imagined properly and, and structured the right way, it's never, it never fails. It tells the same story every single time. It does it effectively. Um, I mean, especially with the artificial intelligence, you can program in responses based on the questions that you know that they're gonna ask time and time again. So it's a pretty amazing tool if it's done properly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, speaking of artificial intelligence, we should do an episode about like uh, chats and chatbots. Um, so, well, I'm sure people to... that are listening to this wish there was artificial intelligence yeah, our... that was delivering it <laughs> rather than us. But yeah. Uh, so, all right. So we talked about uh, maybe why you want or need a website, and then the the purpose, kind of then versus now. So, really, the last thing we want to get in the weeds on is maybe some tips and tricks into organizing or building your website. I know especially with higher ed sites that have just often thousands of pages, for sure hundreds of pages. Um, you know, what are some strategies or what are some tools that, that you can use to help get your arms around that and organize that content? Well, I think the biggest tool is a strategar, like you just said. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a pretty smart thing. Strat a strategar? A strategar, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I mean, that, that might be a new so, cutting edge. It, it is. might be, you know, let's just forget about artificial intelligence. Let's bring on the strategars. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't, it's a complicated subject. I don't expect you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would say like the, the number one strategy for, for building your website and how to build and organize it is quit putting a bunch of shit in there that you think is important. <laughs> Because you don't matter. I mean, 
we say that all the time and it sounds like we're just making some flip statement to try to be contrarians, but you've got to realize unless you are the consumer of the product or the service that you guys offer, what your opinion is really doesn't matter. You need to get inside the heads of those potential buyers that you're going to be connecting with. And you can do that by simply having conversations with existing customers that you've done business with or existing prospects and find out what it is that they're looking for, what it is that they need to know. Your sales team can provide you with that information. Yeah, sales but, teams are good ones. They're, they talk with prospects every single day. So, yeah. And that's where you should start. You need to start with the benefits that the visitor is going to want to receive when they come to the website. You've got to give them the information, the exact information that they need to be able to compel them to even want to have a conversation with you. Um, and, and make it scannable, absolutely. right? Because nobody reads online. <laughs> right. Except engineers, right? Uh, well, yeah. So that goes back to knowing your persona. But but people scan and they'll look for those headlines and those bold texts and the large texts, um, buttons. You know, they'll scan it. So make sure you're addressing those uh, needs through either sectioning off your content into sections with subheadings, um, bullet points. You know, people like to scan. Everybody does. Right? It's like you scan until you find kind of what you're looking for, and then you stop, and then you you read thoroughly after that. Right. Yeah. Everybody that comes your comes to a website is on a mission to accomplish something, and it's our job to organize that content in a way so that they can accomplish that mission as quickly and efficiently as they want to. Because the better that you do that, the more they're going to they're gonna like you because they're going to actually like the fact that you respected their time and got gave them a really clear path to the information that they were seeking. Sure. Now, speaking of clear paths, is that the same as information architecture? So I think a lot of people will... Uh, mix those two or use those two terms interchangeably like information architecture that's just how your site is architected where where pages go architecturally in the site meaning if you think of your website as a a folder with subfolders in it for sections that's kind of just how you organize you know the the file cabinet of your website basically whereas user paths help users navigate from you know maybe folder to folder within that file cabinet or even drawer to drawer, folder to folder within that file cabinet. And you do that through calls to action and, and things like that from one page on your site to the next. Uh, and you string those together through a user path uh, that helps answer questions and, and feeds those personas the information they want as they as they want it rather than um, you know, kind of putting, mashing everything together on one page. You can still keep it well organized, but then link those pages together through user paths uh, in a way that uh, helps those users accomplish that goal. Yeah, absolutely. So it's lots and lots of organization on many different levels. But, uh, but ultimately, the better you organize and the better you create those clear paths, the better the experience that the user is going to have. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the more... Uh, artificial intelligence or the Google bot will know and have some context around what that content is and who it's for and what it's about. So, uh, well, great. So those were really are the three things we wanted to talk about today and get in the weeds on as far as does your website have a purpose? First piece is just to make sure that you have a reason. Many people uh, have no 
understanding really of of why they're redoing a website. So have a purpose and define your um, your point of success when that's completed. Um, and then around the same element as as purpose, it's um, you know the the history has changed from brochure sites and one directional communication into really this living, breathing uh, platform to help turn visitors into leads and then into customers. And then finally, um, just some tips and tricks on, on building and organizing your content. That information architecture really is how pages are organized, like a file cabinet within your website. And uh, user paths then are give clear calls to action from one page to the next uh, to help users accomplish a goal. So those were our three areas we wanted to get in, in the weeds on. So why don't you check us out next week? And Pete, I'll toss it over to you. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yes, be sure to check out our website at wearemindscape.com slash in the weeds and visit our social channels at wearemindscape using the hashtag in the weeds podcast. Or send us an email at intheweeds at wearemindscape.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.